Welcome to the Wealthy Homes Podcast, where we help young Michigan families manage their finances and create wealth. I'm your host, Connor Bowserman, financial advisor with Preferred Financial Group. Welcome to the Wealthy Homes Podcast. If this is your first time listening into the podcast, I thank you for for listening in and I hope you love this content that you're going to hear in this episode. If this is not your first episode and you're back, welcome back and I hope you will go to the bottom of the page, follow this podcast and leave a great review so that other great people can listen to this podcast as well. In today's episode, we're going to be going over different retirement accounts and the order that you should be investing in, in some of those. And it's a common question I get a lot is, hey, I have a workplace retirement plan or I have these Roths or IRAs and I don't know where to go from here. Do I invest with you? Do I invest in these retirement plans? What's the best order? And and today I'm going to answer those questions. Before I go into the order, I do want to remind you that these are long-term investments. Any type of retirement account, again, this is for retirement. Uh, You're not supposed to be investing in these just to be able to pull money out in just a couple of years even though there might be some loopholes and stuff like that for you to be able to do that. And remember too, all of retirement accounts, they're deferring the tax growth. Any growth that you see inside of these accounts is deferred until you reach retirement age. And depending on the type of retirement account, you will pay taxes or you might not pay taxes. It just depends on the retirement account that you're in. And again, we'll go over that in this podcast episode. But even before we go over those again, you got to know that you have to put money into these accounts. And so one way I wanted to describe this and go over this with you is letting you listen in on a Dave Ramsey recording. And this is from years ago that I had saved on on my phone. It's been there for, for years now. And whether you love Dave Ramsey or you hate him or you just are kind of neutral, this content is awesome. Uh, and And it really puts retirement in perspective. And I think that you guys are really going to enjoy this little clip. Uh, So before I go into any of the stuff that I want to go over today, I want you guys to listen to this. Yeah, folks, we've been doing some research on retirement. And everybody's always talking about the rate of return is important when you retire. Rate of return, rate of return. How much are you making on your mutual fund? How much are you making on your, your bank IRA? How much do you make? What is your interest rate? What's your rate of return? What's your rate of return? What's your rate of return? And, you know, it matters a lot whether you get 10 or 10 and a half, or it matters a lot whether you get 11, or whether you do inflation-adjusted um, or inflation and expense-adjusted calculations. And all this, you know, all these nerds in my business world, in my, in my space, in the financial space, and me, me included when I was a young guy, we spend an inordinate amount of time, money, and brain power wearing our little nerd calculators out over a tenth of a point here or there. And you know what we're actually finding now in the current research, the best research that's being done in the retirement space right now? You know what the number one factor about whether you retire with dignity and have enough money to retire is? It is not the rate of return. It is not whether it's tax-free or tax-deferred. It is not whether it's a 401k or a Roth 401k. It's not whether it's a traditional IRA or a Roth IRA. It's not whether you do it use a 457 or whether you use an annuity. It's not the type of product. It's not the return. It's not the tax position of it. None of that is the main indicator of whether you retire with money in your account to retire on. You know what the main indicator is? You have to put money in the account. That's the biggest problem. 
all of this about the interest rates and all this crap about these financial products and all these supposed financial experts with their freaking theories, nobody puts money in their account. Failure to contribute is the number one reason people don't have any freaking money in their retirement account. It's not that they did it wrong. It's that they didn't do it at all. Because the financial world has looked at them and told them they're doing it wrong and they're so scared and they're, oh God, I'm going to mess this up and I'm afraid my whole life agent and my, my mutual fund broker and my broker and I read Money Magazine and I listened to some moron on Good Morning America and I watched this and I watched Fox Business and everybody's got a dadgum opinion and I don't know what I'm going to do. So you know what I'm going to do? Nothing. That's the problem. You don't put any money in your account. You don't have any money. That's what the research is showing. Number one reason, it's not rate of return, it's not product, it's not lack of advice, it's not lack of knowledge, it's not financial illiteracy, it's none of that. People don't have money in their retirement accounts because they didn't put any money in the account. That's the problem. That audio clip is awesome. I mean, it puts everything into perspective and reminds everybody that you have to put money away. And one thing to remember is, is how we got here. Right Back in the 1980s, they started looking at these balance sheets and figuring out ways that these companies could basically take these liabilities that they had as a company and, and basically wash them off their balance sheets. And that was where they looked at these things, and they're really archaic. They're called pensions. <laughs> and you know you don't see them very often today, uh, but they're still prominent in, in certain industries. But these pensions that were on the books for these for these companies is that they were a big liability. And so one thing that they tried to figure out was, okay, how can we shift this retirement asset over to our employees and shift that liability to them? And that's where 401ks and that type of product came into play. And that's when they started to become more prominent. And what was great about pensions is that they made sure that they funded them whether that was through their own money or through the employee's money, that was the best thing about them. And most people don't realize that. And they go, why are pensions so great? Well, it's because they were funded. People were putting money into it. And so now that it's shifted to the employee or the customer, it's our responsibility now to make sure that we're putting that money into the account. And that's where we've fallen short as a society is that we're not funding our retirement anymore or a large portion of the United States is not doing that. The big point that Dave was making is that you need to put money away. And it doesn't matter what interest rate and what type of account you're in if you're not putting any money away and you're just sitting on the sidelines. And so that's why I think the audio is great because he's putting it into perspective. And we'll go over in future episodes on how much that typically would be for, for yourself or if you're later on in your years how much that needs to be to be able to be on track for retirement. But again, put money in these accounts, and then the vast majority of your growth and what dollar amount you're going to have in retirement is mainly because you put money away. Now, there's some other things that are going into it as well, and that's the different retirement accounts and the investments that are with inside of those accounts. And again, I'm going to go on tangents on other episodes as well on just that, but it is super important to put money away and then also making sure that you're putting it into the right retirement account for you. So again, like I said before, a lot of people do ask me, you know, what order of investment accounts should I be contributing to? And again, this is very personal. 
And if you're later on in your working years, it could be completely different than what I'm going to describe to you today. But in general, these are the guidelines that I would most likely recommend to for, for young individuals. So the first is if you have any type of retirement account through your work, whether that is a 401k, 403b, 457, you know, XYZ, or if you have just a simple plan that's through your work, you know, if you're working with a small employer, again, if you've got a match, put the money in to get the match. It's free money. It's a benefit that they're putting in for you. And again, the, the average rate that people will give you for a match is around 3%. So if your employer is not giving you 3%, know that, that they're probably underneath the standard. But also, that's the, the average. So if you're over and above 3%, that's awesome. And again, it's free money. So if you're putting in 3% of your own pay, then they're matching that 3%. You're putting in a total of 6%. If you're putting in 2%, they're going to match it up to 2%. So you get a total of 4 if you put in 5%, they're going to only match up to that 3%, and then you're going to be at 8 Every retirement plan is different in how much they put in or how they do their match. Uh, it's just dependent on the retirement plan that you are in. But again, a matching contribution of any kind is a huge benefit to you. Again, it's free money that they're putting in for you. There might be some kind of a contingency in there, with, whether it's if you're vested or not. Um, there's usually some kind of a vesting period. Sometimes it's automatic if they put any money in for you you can walk away uh, in six months and you'd be able to keep some of the money that they put in and again any money that you put into any of these retirement plans is your money always so if your employer's got some kind of a match that's where i would start because that's again free money it's a benefit to you and if any advisor is telling you otherwise they've got some kind of conflict of interest that they're trying to get the money that you're putting into that plan to put it into theirs after you've put in the amount of money for your your match, should be into some kind of a Roth option. So if you've got a Roth option through your your employer plan, great. You can contribute the full amount into that plan if that's the easiest for you. You most likely are going to have some of the cheapest investment options within your retirement plan if you have the Roth option. If you do not have the Roth option through your 401k, or one of your group retirement plans through your work, that's when I would recommend that you do work with an advisor or you do it on your own and you put money into a Roth IRA. One reason why I would recommend the, the Roth over you know, your traditional IRA or a traditional 401k getting the tax deduction as a younger individual is because you're probably in your lower income earning years. So later on when you're making a whole lot more money, that's when you'd want to take some kind of a tax deduction because likely you're going to be making a little bit less in retirement. So that's where you'd want to basically pay your tax dollars. Where right now, as a younger individual, you're probably in your lower earning years. And so that's when you would want to pay your taxes now. And so once you get into retirement, then that's when you would be coming out tax-free and you wouldn't have to be paying it in a potentially higher tax bracket. And again, one thing that I love about Ross and putting money in that way is as an individual is because any money that the company puts in in a form of a match, that is going to be a traditional line item. So you'll have to pay taxes on that. So if you're putting in Roth and your company's putting in traditional, at the end of the day, you're going to have some money that's taxable to you and some money that's not. And that's what's great about that is it gives you some options in retirement. So you know, if you're at a point where you could go into the next tax bracket if you're taking out more money 
then that's where, hey, maybe now I'll take some money out of my Roth because it's tax-free and I don't have to pay a higher tax bracket. Another big reason is, is we're trillions and trillions of dollars in debt as the United States. And so at some point, they're going to have to raise taxes in some way to be able to mitigate that debt. And right now we're at some of the lowest historical tax rates that we've ever been at. And so, again, that's one reason why I would push people to, to put money into the Roth right now. At some point, that could change, and there and the rules might even change on the Roth. You know, that's something that is kind of a rumor going around is that eventually the Roth is going to change. Uh, I don't see it happening anytime soon, and the reason is because the government really is looking out only ten years when they're looking at the overall budget of the United States. So if it doesn't benefit them in the next ten years to basically wipe Roths away, then they're not going to do it. And so that's where I think that they're a, a bit safe. There just might be some rules later on down the road of how much you can pull out in one year being, you know, being tax free, or there's going to be some rule at some point, what it looks like, I don't know. But at this point right now, as a young individual, a Roth option is, is a great option for you. And then again, any money that the employer is putting money in, they're getting that tax deferral right now, and so you'll have to pay taxes on that at some point in the future. So it gives you a little bit of both, which is great. And there are a lot of other great benefits of the Roth. I'm just not going to get into it too much in this episode. There will be one episode coming soon, so stay tuned on just a Roth IRA and what are the benefits of the Roth versus maybe uh, some other types of accounts. So if that's something that interests you, stay tuned. Uh, we'll be going over that pretty soon here. So again, you put in your match, you get some some kind of a Roth contribution, whether that's through your group retirement plan or your individual Roth IRA, and then that's when you'd move to back to your retirement plan. Uh, just because it's an ease of use, it's coming right out of your paycheck, and most likely for most plans, in general, it's, it's cheaper than investing with maybe an advisor or uh, maybe even doing it on your own sometimes. And that's just because they're grouping everybody in your retirement plan together for a fee. And so the more money that you have inside of a retirement plan, the cheaper in general that that plan is. Again, I've seen some plans that are very expensive, so that's not always the case. But for the majority of people, if your 401k or your retirement plan through your work is one of your cheapest options. So as we get further down the list, say you got your, your 401k, you got some kind of a match, then you go to the Roth option, whether that's through an IRA or through your retirement plan, if they have the Roth ability. And then you go back to your retirement plan. You can contribute there because it's one of your cheapest places. And then beyond that is investing in some kind of an IRA or Roth IRA. For some people who earn too much, they may earn too much to contribute to a Roth IRA. It depends on the year, on what that dollar figure is, and if you're married or single, and so if you do make too much to contribute to a Roth IRA, uh, please work with an advisor to do this, but you can do what's called a backdoor Roth. Uh, it's kind of an advanced uh, retirement planning strategy, and it's where you make a non-deductible IRA contribution, and then you convert it to a Roth. So that way you can get uh, money in a Roth that way. That may or may not, by the time you're listening to this, be uh, available. Uh, Congress is talking about potentially closing that loophole but if you're interested in that, please reach out to myself or another qualified financial professional to be able to do that. And then next on the list would be your just your normal traditional IRA. This is great for 
people who are making quite a bit of money if they're later on in their working years, again, it's great because you're getting that tax deduction up front. So it's lowering your taxable income and then you're getting tax deferral on that money. And then when you pull that money out in retirement, you may or may not pay uh, a certain amount of taxes. Um, it depends on your situation. Sometimes there's some loopholes, again, where you can evade taxes through qualified charitable distributions or if you are in a low income tax bracket. So once you've kind of gone through all those different methods, then that's when we uh, potentially look at like an annuity. And basically, again, you're putting in money that you've already paid taxes on inside of an annuity, and then you get tax deferral growth just like an IRA would. And then when you pull money out in retirement, then the money that has grown inside that account, so any of the growth that's in there, is then taxable to you as an ordinary income. And then once you've pulled out all of the excess gains in there and you're back to your principal of the original amount you put in, then that becomes tax-free to you uh, inside that account. After you've gone through all of those, then that's when I would look at maybe a taxable account. And for some people, a taxable account might be before the annuity. It just depends on your use of that taxable account. This is generally for people who are trying to pull out the money before like age 55 or 59 and a half. And so if, if that's your goal is to retire before then, then you're going to probably need some type of an account to be able to pull that money out to get income before uh, your normal retirement age. And again, with the taxable account, you're paying your taxes as you go. And so this might not be the best option long term because, again, you're paying your taxes each and every year and you're not delaying those taxes like you would in a normal retirement account. We briefly went over some of these options in actually episode number six with Pat and James Gilbert, who is also with Preferred Financial Group. And we went over the different options that you have typically with these different retirement plans. So again, any of the investments that you put inside of these, these shells is dependent on you and what your risk tolerance is and what your goal for investing is and your time horizon. And there's a lot of things that go into what investment is right for you. Again, we talked about in that episode with James and Pat is mutual funds or index funds or, or something of that nature that again, is, is for long-term growth and is for a long-term investor, which again, if you're investing in some type of a retirement account, that's the goal, right? You're not just investing to retirement, but through retirement as well. And that's another misconception is people think, hey, once I get to retirement, everything should be very, very safe. No, you still have another 20, maybe 30 years of retirement years to work through. And so that's when you still need some money that's growing at a higher interest rate that might have some kind of a risk that has the chance of going up or down, but over time is most likely going to have a higher rate of return when you have a longer time horizon and you have a longer time period to be able to pull at that money. And these are all things that an advisor or myself or anybody here at Preferred Financial Group can help you with. And again, these different accounts are dependent on you and your individual situation. But again, you should be investing in your retirement plan to get the, the match. And then beyond the match, you should be looking for some kind of a Roth option, whether that's through your retirement plan. If it's not through your retirement plan, then you can look to do a Roth IRA. And once you've kind of satisfied your, your Roth option, then you can turn back to your retirement plan because that's typically one of the cheaper places to invest as well as higher deferral limits. So you can put more into these retirement accounts than you can with just your ordinary IRAs. Then it goes back to your IRAs if, if you haven't satisfied them already. And then you can look at doing a backdoor Roth if that makes sense for you. Uh, if your income's too high, you can also do a traditional IRA where you're getting that tax deduction. Again, if you're in, under that income limit. 
And then beyond that, you can look at annuities and then taxable accounts. Uh, they're kind of interchangeable on, on the list. It really just depends on what you're trying to accomplish when it comes to your overall retirement goal and when you need income. As always, if you guys have any questions, please feel free to reach out to me. Again, our number here at our Porter's location is 269-978-6000. Then you can always send me an email or a message through social media, whether that's on Facebook or LinkedIn. So again, thanks for listening in. And again, if you can, please leave a review so more great people just like yourself can listen to this podcast and get some other great information regarding your finances and building wealth. So I hope to see you guys in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Wealthy Homes Podcast. Be sure to click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Connor Bowsman or Preferred Financial Group. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investment advice. Always seek the advice of Connor Bowsman or other qualified financial advisors with any questions you may have regarding this episode. Connor Bowserman is a licensed financial advisor and any of the investment advisory services offered are through Harbor Investments, member SPIC. Products and services provided are not NCUA insured, have no credit union guarantee, and may lose value. Consumers Professional Credit Union and Marshall Community Credit Union and Harbor Investments are separate and independent companies, and credit unions are not providing security services. Also, contact your employer for information on your company's 401k eligibility, contribution matching, vesting schedule, and other plan provisions.